1: tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as
0: cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men.
2: Welcome in, everybody. This is uh, Room Tone, the radio show that talks movies. We talk movies because we love it and we dedicate every show to a guest. Today, we are honored by the presence of such a special guest Um, he uh, is actually a member uh, of the DGC he's an extremely experienced director everybody raise your hands for Roy Hayter how are you doing Roy? Hello, hi (laughs) right on, right on, right on welcome in, welcome into the show Um, I think it's our time right now to just dive right into it and ask you who are you Roy? Who am I? That's a big, big question. It is. Let's dive right into it. For the people out there who might actually miss still the times when uh, uh, things would roll very differently back in the days, why don't you take us through it? To
1: back in the days of when?
2: Back in the days when Roy was an emerging filmmaker and was uh, finding its way, and now here he is. He didn't
1: really know that he was going to be a filmmaker. Okay, that's interesting. How about that? But he did know that he liked experiencing a sense of story um, and uh, showing feelings and so I kind of ended up working um, in a lot of plays and working in showbiz and stuff like that
2: in case you guys are wondering Roy has worked in many categories of film production including directing various episodes of television drama producing and directing over 25 docudramas and documentaries he's also produced and directed over 125 national and local commercials We've got a little bit of everything happening in here and um, I wanted to ask you Roy if there is a one memorable experience that crafted you and carved you as a director which one
1: would that be? But at the very beginning, uh-huh. I was going. I went back to England after being here for a few years, um, working in theater, and I decided to go back to England to go to RADA, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, okay. and learn more about directing on the stage. I just happened to get off on the wrong tube station, so I had to walk a few blocks. <laughs> As I walked a few blocks, a flash went into my eyes, and from a brass plate, I looked up and saw the London School of Film Technique. There you go. And being an outdoor kind of a guy, I said, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I could do what I want and still not live always at night mm-hmm. working in a theater. So I um, ended up going to the London Film School. And that's oh, wow. how I got involved in film. It's that's, wonderful. That's, that's an interesting
2: story right there because right now you're here in Vancouver. So what took you to Vancouver?
1: Uh, a bus. <laughs> <laughs> what's the story I'm curious now because I mean well before that anything happened I came to Canada because I wanted to leave I wanted to go and see the world Mm -hmm. and Canada seemed to be a very nice place to go Mm -hmm. And, and it was and it is Mm-hmm, it is yes, it is indeed. It's and actually
2: kind of the day. Uh, yesterday was kind of the day. That's right,
1: you had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. A lot of people celebrating.
2: Yeah, yeah. Celebration is key. A movie in, in itself is a celebration. Uh? Yes,
1: it is. Yeah, it's a big celebration of which we are doing a lot of. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's a good thing. We got to celebrate. It's good juice that uh, that uh, that keeps us keeps us alive. It keeps that's us going. Right. So that's we right. need that. Now, the greatest. Uh, the greatest thing that I've heard from uh, Roy lately, it's actually been related to um, the concept of story. And as a storyteller, you, 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 guys, you guys will be able to understand and feel his passion for stories. Um, as a storyteller, what is... What, what are the multiple skills, skills and multiple attitudes that a storyteller in, in, in 2018 should have? What do you think? Based on your experience and and all your um, your collected knowledge from the industry.
1: What should a story have? Mm. I think it's one of the biggest problems that because there's so many things pulling our attention today, mm-hmm. you know, with the technology that we have and so many things that we're multitasking. I think one of the things is to simply observe, observe your surroundings, observe the people that you work with observe your relationships in your family, observing yourself, who you are, not what you do, but who you are and what triggers you and what doesn't, and to uh, find something that makes your rhythm of your heart tick a little faster, and you go, I like that, I like that, then maybe that's a good idea to discover it a little more and say, there may be a story there. And sometimes, by simply looking through a newspaper, you see a story, and it ticks over, and you go, "I like that story. What could I do with that story?" And then you embellish it and create a story about people.
2: That's uh, a exactly. that's a beautiful combination of words right there. I mean, uh, it's 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 rare to find it uh, put better than that. It's 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 pretty hmm. amazing. Now the 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 what colors are they today i mean we got a we got a, an amazing sky we got the green uh, trees out there we laughing do. at us when it comes to uh, exploration especially as a documentary filmmaker when it comes to outdoor filmmaking um, what is your experience when it comes to that related to the outdoor uh, filmmaking realm of the industry
1: the outdoor filmmaking.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing some really good
1: stories from you. Uh-huh. Um, outdoor filmmaking, it's, uh, well, it's a pleasure because I like being outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but one can, I think, include um, what you see. And we're in the filmmaking business, so therefore our, our pen is the camera. Mm-hmm. And what we see with a camera can be indulged in any story. We can use it. We can use the sadness of a story and find that in the visuals that we see outside other than just the story. There Mm -hmm. are things that complement your visuals. And understanding that lens because it is the dictionary of the filmmaker. Mm -hmm. It's like the words are to a writer. That camera and the lenses you use on your subject matter Mm -hmm. have an emotional uh, Mm -hmm. reaction. They Mm -hmm. really do. And so whether it's outside or inside, it's... uh, it's what, how you're telling your story.
2: Mm-hmm. How the telling of the story. And we know, especially, uh, uh, you know, right now, it's so interesting Canada as a country because it definitely has a, has, a, has a place in its own film industry. Has, it has carved its own place. Yeah. But at the same time, it's looking for, for improvement, you know? Yeah, and uh, that's where it will be a pleasure to discuss with you, actually, about the Canadian film business and the way everything flows. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, your insights in the matter, I would love to hear from you where you, how you think uh, everything should flow, should
1: flow, rather than, than is actually flowing. <clears throat> well, we're very fortunate that we've got a, a fairly large film industry on our hands right now in Vancouver and British Columbia. Um, we're, a, a, we're definitely a province of many, many locations <clears throat> that fit beautifully for other countries to use and it's wonderful and it puts a lot of people to work. But, How we are today, I think we have a lot of very, very interesting filmmakers that are coming out with good stories and good documentaries. Um, But we still have to find markets. Um, It's no use just making a film and going to a festival. You've got to find a market that other people can watch and see your show. Otherwise it disappears quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big universe and a big world out there, and we've got to try and find that world to see what we can do as Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, very much. And when you say market, when uh, what do you envision when you say market? Finding an audience For your show, market it. Try and find a way to get that into the right hands, Mm -hmm. to the right distributors, that they can find a market for the kind of show that you've got. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it can just sit on a shelf for a long time and no one even knows it's there. That is a crucial
2: point that you just touched. That's something extremely important. It's fundamental. And I actually would love to explore that. How do you think filmmakers... Uh, in 2018 right now, can make that gap between the story and the distributors.
1: And the distributor, Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. It's a very big one. And we know we've made some very nice pieces of work um, around us. We see them. And it is an interesting thing is that distribution and marketing is probably the key. And the people who are quite good at that are people to the south.
3: Mm. Americans
1: know how to distribute they know how to market and i think that we should start looking at those pages and using it to get some of our fantastic work out to let the world see it Mm-hmm. we really so do the um
2: the, there is not only i feel like a little bit of friction here between uh, canada and america but also in canada itself there seems to be a little bit of a struggle east and west when it comes to east and west uh, in the filmmaking industry or in the business of things well,
1: we're having a little bit of this tribal problem around the world, aren't we? Mm. We're becoming <laughs> tribes, this side or that side, yeah. taking, taking a side and not letting the other person. But <clears throat> um, I don't know whether that can change. And, that's, and, and we can't put fault and start to say, poor me. Mm. We have to do something about it. Yeah. East and West, North and South. Mm-hmm. You start taking the responsibility on and finding your own markets. Um, it's, it's, it's the way it has to be.
2: That seems like a uh, like a like a really nice approach. And sometimes things might not be as smooth. <clears throat> I know that there there is of course a lot of competition between uh, you know uh, between West and East when it comes to creating content, uh, and we, even finding funds. Mm. Um, what's your take on the funding that uh, you
1: know? Canada has to offer right now? Well, most of the funding that we have now comes from uh, federal funds and provincial funds. Um, Whether or not we can create a new market where we will be looking uh, at something other than federal funds and uh, provincial funds from the government, I hope that we can start looking towards a different kind of uh, investment. Mm-hmm. in the future in- investment uh, it's
2: another key word as well yes uh, it is you as a, you as a filmmaker now uh, just touching from all the, the business aspect of it uh, what is the thematic that seems to come back and rotate around you when it comes to filmmaking and making a movie the thematic, yeah. Is there a theme around your uh, your movies or around your um, your research? Do you tend to spot? It? I feel every filmmaker has always that one theme or that one topic
1: that rotates around them.
2: Mm. Have you
1: ever? I th- I think, yeah. I think it, one of the things that always interests me is that we tend to classify certain groups of people or a way of life mm. as either low end or high end or not good or but the point is you have to delve into people's lives to find out how they got there yeah I agree and Mm. there are characters in there that can play for you to let other people see how indeed life can be and it's a little different to how you thought it was. So when you're writing a story, um, you can start to delve into it with the people that live the story. Mm-hmm. and You can do that in a drama. You can do that in a documentary. But once you start living and working with the people that have been there, then you your research starts to give you a real heart and a base to make a story that has truth to it. And not just a fairy story or, you know, or a pretend story. You've got to go out and find the real people to be able to understand if you're going to write that story. It's got to have heart and it's got to have feelings. And from that, you will make something that people want to watch. Mm -hmm. And not only that, you'll start to understand another version that perhaps was something you couldn't touch or didn't know how to touch. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty exciting. The truth. The truth. The truth of the story. Yeah, the truth of the story. But
2: then there is another big question that lies around, and it's it's something that kept me thinking for a while, and how do you exchange truth for reality? That is another big question, especially when it comes to filmmaking and documentaries themselves. I know you've been all over the place, commercials, television, uh, fiction, documentaries, and there seems to be a research of truth somehow. Either through fiction or, or, or somehow through other media, but there's always a research of that truth, of a truth that either needs to be sold, even through commercials. What is your piece of advice to other people out there that can maybe are seeking that truth? Don't you think it's it can be a little, um, can be a little uncomfortable sometimes to actually go in and, and seek that truth?
1: Are you suggesting of like a filmmaker
2: as a filmmaker? As yeah. a
1: filmmaker, yeah. Well, y- yeah, but if it, if you're a filmmaker, you're out to inquire.
2: Mm mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: Whether you're doing, uh, you know, a short drama or whether you're doing a feature or you're trying to inquire into a story that has something has some value to you. And by doing that, you should do your research. Or if you're working with a writer. Then that you and the writer will definitely search some kind of depth to it, so that it will mean something. Otherwise, it'll disappear. It'll be as thin as cardboard. Mm-hmm.
2: Of all the genres you worked in, which one is the genre that you resonated with the most?
1: Um, I like telling stories in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, documentaries are fine, but I like. I've always referred like they used to suggest that uh, doing a doctor dra- a docudrama mm. is for me really nice docudrama. It's, well, it's it's based on real life. It's based on something, mm-hmm. but you can dramatize it. Mm-hmm. You can dramatize that telling a real story can be quite interesting about something. Um, Looking at something that has spent people have spent lives at, twenty years of their life producing something and making a story on how they started mm. and how did they get get to where they got yeah that can be a very interesting story
2: when it comes to docudrama dramatizing the story what what is your uh, what is your possibility where is your what is the threshold when is it too much or when is it not enough as a documentary filmmaker for for a docudrama
1: how do you Mm. feel about that Um, again too it's what's your truth Uh, is it is it something that appeals to you to be able to go that deep emotionally or to simply just tell a story a documentary of something you're Mm -hmm. documenting it but the drama a documentary drama sometimes takes it deeper Mm -hmm. it gets into behind the people that are there Mm -hmm. part of of that story Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there is a it's it's a fine balance right there. It is a fine balance, yeah. I've done both and I like both, but I think the dramatic pop appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's it. a really
2: good uh, yeah. good uh, balance, a really good uh, interesting uh, dynamic right there. And this yeah. is Roy Hader from. Uh, as uh, a member of the DGC and really, really experienced director, um, he's about to drop some uh, pills of wisdom uh, right after the break. Today, uh, <laughs> we actually, um, you know, it's been Canada Day and, you know, like you had a you had a good Canada Day? Yeah, it was a great day. Awesome. All right. Well, so it's a, it's a great, uh, is a, it's a Canada Day. And today is a little bit the following, the follow up of that. We thought, let's celebrate Canada. Uh, and, and when I asked Roy, what do you think we should play today as a son Play something happy, you know? I, said, I thought about it. Okay, Canada Day, something happy, you know? Let's celebrate it with some nice Italian music. Why not? So, this is Domenico Modugno nel Blue Dipinto di Blue. Enjoy.
4: Penso che un sogno così non ritorni mai più. Mi Ma io continuo a sognare negli occhi tuoi belli, che sono blu come un cielo, tra punto di stelle. Oh.
2: Welcome back everybody This is a Room Tone Talking Moves We have Roy Hayter today Member of the DGC Extremely Experienced Director We're actually going to talk a little bit about your uh, um, Your whole journey as a director, and the chances that the filmmakers take when traveling so much and, and touching so many different aspects of the craft. Is there, is there one memorable experience of yours that, that you'd like to share? Um, there are several memorable
1: experiences. Go for it, we're, we're uh, ears open. <laughs> There's lots of experience. The longer you're in the film business, the more experiences you have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was one experience I was doing a, a documentary um, in Saudi Arabia. Okay. And we were a small crew traveling across the inner part of Saudi Arabia. We're Mm -hmm. not. Too many white guys had been, <laughs> and uh, we had one man with us, a Saudi, who was supposed to be our interpreter, although he couldn't speak English very well. Okay. But um, we had stopped, and I'd to, happen to see a whole pile about two or three hundred goats, mm. and in amongst the goats there were two young women herding them. And I went, "Okay, guys, out of the out of the bus. <laughs> we're going to get this. We got to get this. This is fantastic." <laughs> so I got out of the bus and waved to them and smiled, so they wouldn't be afraid but they were looking a little frightened out. And I said, don't worry, no problem, no problem. We're just filming, filming, you know. And they were quite alarmed, but but just stood there with their mouths. And I said, you know, carry on, carry on, you know. And so we got the sound guy out, and we got me out, and we got the cameras going. And I happened to notice up on the dunes, about mm-hmm. a half a mile away, there was some black tents. Okay. And um, suddenly, well, we're filming, and we got the camera down, and the goats are coming towards us, and the goats are... Lovely young women, and just you know, but a little amazed at what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> and we looked up on the hillside, and I saw two white horses. And suddenly, I saw two men getting on the horses. They were dressed in black. Hmm. And uh, the uh, our guide, who was standing on the small little bus that we had, said, "Oh, oh." Now we all die. And I went, What are you talking about when we all die? And suddenly they started to gallop towards us. He says, "No, we die. Went, oh God, what do you mean? What? And suddenly I went, Wait a minute, we're in trouble. So I said, I'll okay, well, go back on the bus. And the two women were looking at us going, Are you crazy? And, and, you know, pushing everybody to get this. Oh, my God. They As they got closer, they drew their big curved swords. Oh, really? And at full gallop came at us. Oh, wow. Well, you see, we are broken and every taboo. We had stopped and started to speak to their tribal family mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And so we got the bus started and they were around about a 100, 100 yards away from it, that full gallop. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, Larry, their bus uh, driver, he stepped on it. And so for about, uh, I would say, 30 seconds, we had two incredibly astounding men on white horses with red beards and black clothing, holding the the long curved sword above them. Heavens knows what they were saying to us. Wow. But we slowly pulled away. We were very lucky. How did you make it to Saudi Arabia? How did that happen? Well, we were doing a job for a company. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it did uh, include going to Saudi Arabia, and uh, we were there for several weeks. Oh, wow. many many incredibly adventures, wonderful adventures. But uh, yeah, there there are stories that come up. Uh, you wonder.
2: Wow. So Saudi Arabia, is there any other country that has memorable stories? Like these are stories that I think filmmakers never think of getting into, you know? Well,
1: do you think of all the stories you go, even on locations to a dramatic film, you run into stories. It it Mm -hmm. just happens. Mm -hmm. You know, wherever you go, there's going to be a story. Um, Being up in Alaska, doing another show. There's all kinds of incredible things happen on Mm -hmm. the road. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's a great way to make a living yeah oh you can say that and usually you're, and whether it's a large team or not you are a team you are a very tight team mm-hmm. and um, you live it together it's rather nice
2: yeah crafting that family and actually
1: yeah it is. making
2: making the right choices even before the during the preparation of it is uh, yeah. pretty crucial eh?
1: it really is you know you work with a large team and you treat each other with great respect uh, because everybody has a note that must be part of the music you're making in mm-hmm. quote, the film and the story and everybody there is part of it not just you mm-hmm. and they all contribute to making that good or bad so taking a crew on, on place it's, it's sometimes very wise it's nice to be able to get a crew that's got experience of traveling outside of a city mm-hmm. because you know they don't get alarmed when things happen Yeah, um, because things do they really do
2: I think that's what people actually look for You know, travelers, we we love the the unpredictability of the journey, right? Yeah. It's not a journey until something goes wrong, right? No, no, no.
1: No, the only time you see is the war correspondents with the cameras and they get a lot of unpredictability, Mm. you know. But, um, yeah, but uh, just in making films, it can happen. Yeah, it can really be quite interesting and Mm -hmm. lovely. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Wouldn't change it for anything.
2: Is there uh is there a a country that you've never been you'd really like to visit somehow?
1: Actually I would. i funny that you would ask that. Yeah, I'd like to go to Egypt. Egypt. Wow, that, Yeah, ah, I'd like wow. to go to Egypt. Their yeah. country has some
2: magic. Yeah, I mean.
1: it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a foundation of a lot of of civilizations.
2: Yeah, and, you, you can know. say that indeed. I mean, yeah. the, the the codes of that culture, you know. Yes. The, the I mean codes. Yeah. I mean the the, the, communica- the communicative uh, realm of the of the culture is fascinating.
1: Yeah. And they had an influence, a big influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, yeah. Egypt. Put it.
2: Put in the calendar, man. Put it in the calendar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Find yeah. a way to make it happen That's over there. That's right. That's on yeah. the bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so, you've, uh, have you traveled uh, all in every continent? Is
1: it something you've done all over the? Uh, well, I have traveled quite a bit, but not on, not in every country. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, um, I, one country that I was in about four or five years ago, loved it. Beautiful country to make film, Italy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it, I loved it. I went to the northern part of Italy, mm-hmm. and I think I'd like to go back and discover the southern part of Italy. Okay,
2: that's yeah. a, that's an adventure beautiful, right there. a
1: beautiful place.
2: Italy has so many colors to offer,
1: you know? Absolutely. Where have you been in the north? Oh, um, I can't remember half the names, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, whether you have the train and it goes to little villages all the way along the coast. Yeah, it seems it, like,
2: uh, it seems like oh, you know,
1: Italy has a lot to offer. There it is does a, have a lot. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, Interesting, just, interesting. Yeah, just, but staying, you know, I mean, you know, we just spent three or four days in Rome, but mostly out into the small small mm-hmm, towns, mm-hmm. villages. Lovely.
2: And uh, I know that uh, as a traveler, as an explorer, you also dedicate yourself a lot to indigenous
1: uh, presence you know here yes, in British Columbia of course yes and I have done a couple of shows yeah uh, and with, yeah First Nations I have yeah and uh,
2: there is something related also to a film festival that uh, that is about to find shape as well right
1: yes uh, indeed Uh, there's uh, something that uh, our chairman uh, the DGC has uh, uh, asked me we joined him and I joined him to and uh, went to the beginning of uh, the First Nations are trying to put a film festival on Mm -hmm. uh, uh, an international indigenous film festival and actually planting it right here in Vancouver so how amazing would that be that would be amazing and it would be fabulous because we would be getting indigenous films coming from all around the world Mm Mm-hmm. And seeing some of our own. So, a Vancouver International Indigenous uh, Film Festival. Film Festival. And we're hoping that we can push that up and help them to make it real.
2: Wow, that sounds like a great yeah, idea. Yeah, it is. It's,
1: it is. It's great. We it's really need ex- content like that. Very, very exciting. Here right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Wonderful. And what, what would be the film festival you would, you would uh, really love to create? Uh, something that has a that has a something maybe a little bit of a touch to it you know a sparkling touch to it something maybe could be never even possible but as a as a filmmaker we think about ideas for crazy film festivals or film
1: festivals that have have a shape you know yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah it uh, it personalizes it it focuses it in one way or another i'm just interested in canadians uh, we have a great film festival you know and we also Mm -hmm. have a really good one in Toronto that's Mm -hmm. a very important one Mm -hmm. but we have a good one here but I I I just want to see more Canadian films on the market okay I want more people around the world see what we do Mm -hmm. Um, it's 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 important and therefore distribution and marketing is a very important thing for us in the Mm -hmm. future very important and we've got to push it and we've got to find ways to get our films out to be seen around the world do you consider
2: films made by international people in Canada to be Canadian films?
1: But say that again. Do, do, do
2: you do you consider films made by international people from coming from all over the world, uh, the movies made from international people in Canada, are those Canadian
1: movies? Well, they they're made with Canadian workers, okay. uh, film people in the business, you know, are participating in that, but it may be produced by not. Not necessarily a Canadian producer. No, so uh, there are for the all show, kinds of producers that come here and work in Canada. I see. They use a cruise. I see. And oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they use a cruise, uh, but it's very nice and flattering because we do have good crews. And they like to come back and know that they're experienced and they know what they're doing.
2: I see. So for you to to uh, label a movie uh, can, uh, Canadian, mm. the pro- the production company and the pro- the producing team needs to be.
1: Canadian, if it's right? a, yeah, if it's a Canadian producer, but there are a lot of co-Canadian co you know uh, uh, productions mm. that are European or American, Canadian or somewhere in a uh, British. Canadian show you know, we, we're, we're good at doing that we mm-hmm. do put uh, co-productions together very important very important for us mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it gives us a, even a better you know sign up there saying yeah this is Canada we are doing it and we're co-producing with other countries for it's sure idea and
2: this is the best time actually to create and nurture that culture you know every I, movie that comes out helps to to nurture the Canadian culture that is now yes. finding its own shape
1: yes yes well we have enough filmmakers here um both the craft people, the the writers, the directors, and our crew, we have people here now that I hope will shape our future as Canadian, as a Canadian film business. Mm-hmm. I hope that we do, and I'm never would, would ever close a door with people wanting to come here. I Absolutely, see. they are welcome because you know we have we have the facilities and we have the crews. And the great thing is that you talk
2: with a, with a good vision because as a teacher you've seen all sorts of filmmakers, yeah. you know, yeah. going through the
1: going through the door, and that's a that's yeah. a great point well, of view I to was have. A, I was was a student filmmaker too, so mm-hmm. you know it's very important. But I think one of the important things about learning film is you have to do it. Mm. We can talk about it and we can be lectured, but the fact is you've got to get off off the bottom and on the feet and get and do it yeah what's your take on modern on on film schools right now film schools uh, great I'm glad that we've got them they're they're working lots of them are working and I I will continually say get your students up and get them doing it Mm -hmm. the more they can do it the more they're going to have a chance to work in the industry Uh, because you've got to be fairly aware fairly quickly when you're on a set as to what you're doing Mm. Uh, so get in there get your hands dirty if the schools start to use that as, okay, up on your feet, you're going to do it too, then we will be using filmmakers that can go anywhere because they're experienced and have got the standard stuff that you need. Mm-hmm. You do need it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the dilemma,
2: the great questions around the film school is, is pretty big, you know. Yeah. Uh, people mm, see that. Many filmmakers that there made it without going to film school, but still at the same time, it's a resource.
1: There is a big, big... It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. It isn't. There are filmmakers, as we know, that have done it alone. And uh, they will continue to do that. And that's fine. Uh, But I'm not against a good film school. A good film school can help a lot. can make you jump a lot of fences. It's just get your students up on their feet doing it. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. Mm -hmm. Very important. Yeah,
2: Better, Of course, uh, I think every human being has the tendency
1: to learn faster when hands-on. Uh, when hands-on. Th- hands-on, hands yeah. yeah hands-on, uh, because we can talk about it as much as you like. Because can spend hours talking about it, but the point is, can you do it? Yeah. Do you understand, you know? Do you feel the role of film school is shifting right now? Yeah, I think it is. Mm. Yeah, I think it is. Where is it going? I think it's going to more doing. Mm-hmm. Hands on. I think it is. I think because if you're going to be in the business, um, you have to be prepared. You get that first job. They'll know it within one day whether or not you've got any idea of what you're doing. (laughs) And not everyone's going to start at the top. We all think that we're going to end up being writers, directors and producers. We're not. Mm -hmm. You have to work through the rungs of the ladder. Ooh. And it's good because you'll understand everything and every aspect. Go through it all. Understand what all those jobs are for you to be able to purposely make a move up. But if you don't, there's big gaps in your your learning capability.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that some beautiful truth dropped by Roy right here? Mm-hmm. No. That's that's the way. That's it's the just way. the truth. It is. In the, you it know, is we the love truth. the truth. We love the yeah, truth.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you've got to be able to do it. And I take my hat off to the... To the um, the very short the short filmmakers who have to find their own money usually, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's not easy to put a short together with very little funding. But by the same token, it is a way of learning. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some beautiful shorts recently. Just lovely, lovely work.
2: It's becoming so. a it's becoming con- uh, you know a content of its own. You know, I'm pretty sure mm. uh, short film directors out there. Go make your research out there because there are platforms that finance and fund short films, of course, to be placed on their platform. So check it out. Now with internet, everything is changing. Yeah, it is. I really feel that in the next five years, everything is going to be totally different and the way movies are going to be distributed. And this is a beautiful renaissance, you know, mm. for filmmakers and storytellers.
1: We're really living is. in
2: the most exciting time of all. Yeah. And everything is changing so quickly. And
1: It's even, interesting that even though we've, we're a digital world, we still talk about film as yeah. film. Actually,
2: know. I want to ask you about this transition, <laughs> you know, from
1: film to yeah. digital. How do you feel I about mean, that? Look at that. When I was at the film school in London, we spent months talking about film celluloid and the different layers that are involved in celluloid, 35mm and 16mm mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, and even, you know, a lot of it was hard to make films when you had to get rows and rows of 16mm film and mm-hmm. and if you were very lucky, shoot 35 mm-hmm. but we've made it a lot easier today mm-hmm. you know, with the lighter cameras, the more accessibility to equipment I mean, gee, it's just opened the door to so many people that can now make a living in this business Mm yeah
2: well isn't that wonderful for all of us filmmakers hey uh, the digital makes it more accessible and there are softwares out there like DaVinci Resolve completely free to everybody but they're so powerful
1: and we touch so many other companies that support the film industry and thereby we use them and we help them to stay in business Mm -hmm. you know painters and woodworkers and you know, people in the clothing business, and this—it's it, so many different jobs that we touch now.
2: That's a wonderful thought that you just shared right there, because yeah. it really—it really goes back and ties all the arts. There's up, so you know?
1: many, yeah. There's so many different areas and trades that we touch. Yeah, it's really important.
2: Is there yeah. a collaboration that is sticks to your memory in
1: particular in your life? Hmm. Collaboration with other people who are in... well. I think it's you. If you're, a, if you, as and I produce often, you're involved with other people that run their business and you're making deals with them continually about what you're going to need from them and what mm-hmm. they can help on this movie. And you do it all the time. It's great. It's great. And all the large shows that come in here, they help our industry more in, in so many different aspects. Yeah. The hotels, you know, all the different industries that can support making movies. We sometimes forget about how wide
2: our reach it, is. Uh, Even f- as a support of the community, you know, as filmmakers and, and people who tell stories with cameras, there's so much around them, right? It's, there is so much involved. Don't you think that sometimes technology actually takes
1: over the substance of the story? It can. It can do that sometimes, and therefore you have to you know, more more the astute the producers are to what they're producing. but the interesting thing for so many things is they have to find a market mm-hmm. and uh, the American productions understand that they have to have a show that touches people mm-hmm. like it they got to like it, otherwise the show doesn't carry on mm-hmm. so I think they're they're tuned into that they're trained to see what kind of shows work and uh, so as an audience mm-hmm. So the
2: best marketing tool in the end is the product itself. Yes, the product itself. That's a wonderful... You've got to do it,
1: haven't you? You've got to make the product that works and sells to an audience. Yeah. Otherwise, it sits on a shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So many things that need to work together well. A good, eh?
1: There is yeah. a, definitely a magical aspect to filmmaking. You yeah, know? very much. Very much. It's an exciting thing and it never goes away. Mm. You never lose the, um, the passion for it, ever. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wonderful.
2: Well, passion, passion is key again.
1: Yeah, we talk much. a lot
2: about passion here on Roomtone yeah. because I mean, every 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 guest here has passion and has a lot to say and and the way it says it changes a lot
1: and that's the most fascinating part of it. It does, it does, and it's nice to hear that there is a place here that people can express their feelings. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah well, nice. like the 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 great uh, advantage is that there is such a beautiful community here yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah, but not only in Vancouver. I feel that. All of globally, it, it's, it's becoming a community with, uh, with stronger bonds. Look at social media, what yeah. it's doing, and, and yeah. newspapers out there that are that are really pushing it for yeah. filmmakers. Yeah. I really feel very optimistic yeah. for the world of filmmaking. And as filmmaking is rising, the stories to tell are just f- popping out of nowhere. There are mm-hmm. so many.
1: Well, we started very early in our lives as homo sapiens when families met families mm. and talked and usually what do they they would converse about their lifestyle and this lifestyle and then you ask me well tell me an idea tell me an experience so we started telling stories didn't we around a fire we told stories and we sang together and we started to connect and that's what we love doing is telling stories we've been doing it for thousands of years, and people still love stories. Tell me a story. First thing you did when you were three and four is to listen to a story for mum and dad. Mm-hmm. And when we grow up, we want to go and look at a story, or listen to a story. We're lucky to be in it, aren't we? Oh. Telling stories.
2: Wonderful. I love that little segment right there. Woo, yeah, Look right. at Roy, and you just mm. seen the eyes of Roy through that. It was amazing <laughs> right there, yeah. Well, stories are the, are the ultimate reach of
1: education in the end. They are. They are. They're the insight to us, what we are. Mm-hmm. What we are. What we are. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, wow. We,
2: whew, that's a very, very saturated section right there. Thank <laughs> I you for sharing that. talk
1: about that some yeah. other time. <laughs> I, I love
2: it. I love it. Right now, well, you know what? Before uh, stepping into the pitching sequence and oh, the yeah. first questionnaire, we're actually going to drop another Italian song and wish a uh, happy Canada Day to everybody. So everybody enjoy. This is uh, L'Italiano, I mean famous, Lasciatemi Cantare di Totò Cotugno. Enjoy.
5: Lasciatemi cantare. Con la chitarra in mano Lasciatemi cantare Sono un italiano Un giorno Italia gli spaghetti al dente E un partigiano come presidente Con l'autoradio sempre nella mano destra Un canarino sopra la finestra spaventa con la crema da barba la menta con un vestito gessato sul blu e la moviola la domenica in tv un giorno Italia col caffè stretto le calze nuove il primo cassetto con la bandiera in tintoria e una 600 giù di carrozzata me
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Room Tone. We talk movies because we love it over here. Roy Hayter is here with us, and we're actually going to dive right into the pitching process. Are you ready to give it a little pitch,
1: Roy? We're going to go for that one-minute pitch. Oh, that one-minute pitch. That one-minute pitch can be quite unnerving Mm. because it's like one of those uh, pitches where you go, oh, this is the time. This is the time. (laughs) And so, okay, start pitching. But one of the things, let's talk about before the pitch, The mm-hmm. one of the things that can save you a lot more time and even a chance for somebody to get interested in your story because they've never heard your story and all you've got is a treatment, mm-hmm. or maybe you have a 120-page script, but the point is, how far is it going to go? Ooh. Producers can have rows and rows and rows of scripts on their desk. I've seen them. Yeah. Which one do I choose? Which one am I gonna spend the next year trying to help? Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things that can put you af- ahead, and I don't know whether you're doing a short and you're pitching it, and I've even pitched it on a commercial, but when you're pitching it on a short or whatever, a documentary or anything like this, or if you're doing trying to do a feature, is try and understand a few things that you're gonna be asked and usually you don't know, and therefore they look at you and go, you haven't done your due diligence. Mm. One of the ideas is to do is to, you're gonna have to spend a little money. You've got this nice story, right? Why don't you go to a production manager or a friend who knows, and say, how much do you think this was gonna cost? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna ask them to break it down so you've got a pretty good idea of a budget. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is. There's nothing worse than looking at a great story and finding out that you don't understand how much the budget is, and someone says that now I have to spend quite a bit of money to find out how much the budget mm is. Already, it's going on the back pile. Yeah. So I feel I feel this
2: one-minute pitch is going to be a pitch about how to pitch. Yeah, it's a pitch about how to pitch. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen right now, and the clock is going.
1: Okay. You got a great story, right? Documentary, feature, short, whatever. You've got to find a way to get it up. You've got somebody in front of you who could help you. One of the things you should have in your pocket or right in front of you is have an idea. An idea, not accurate, but a pretty good idea of how much this idea of yours is going to cost. Because you're going to probably be asked, what do you think? How much do you think this is going to cost? Well, have an idea. It's going to be about this, and it can be pretty accurate, you see, because I had a breakdown. I even got a breakdown of the budget, you see, what I've done. Not only that, how long would it be? You know, by putting how long it is, you've already worked out a lot of work that a producer things. This is, I have to do this, is trying to work out. But if you've got parameters there already, and how big the crew is, this is going to help this pitch move along
2: awesome there you go and that's the one minute right there wonderful so a little pitch on how to pitch from Roy right here <laughs> very interesting I really really enjoyed it definitely there is a lot pitching is a cra- is an art you know mm-hmm. and uh, there, is a, there is a lot of psychology involved and that's why it's so fascinating because psychology can be really infinite people yeah. are infinite so yeah. no yeah. rules at all and yeah. uh, now talking about uh, rules and all that let's step a little bit further away from filmmaking right now and let's dive through let's just go for it uh, through the Proust questionnaire we're going to go through five questions of the Proust questionnaire, Uh, we're just going to rush through them, okay? All right. It's like a 100-meter sprint. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, first question of the Proust questionnaire. What is your current state of mind? My current state of mind? Yes, indeed.
1: Listen to yourself.
2: Okay. (laughs) Right on.
1: Not the voice, but you.
2: Okay. I love that. Okay. That opens up a whole new question right there. Beautiful. I love it. And the second question of the Proust questionnaire is... What is your greatest fear?
1: Of listening to the voice that can tell you, you can't do this, you can't do this. Don't listen to that voice. The inner voice wants to do it. So listen to the inner voice, not the, the, that little voice that tells you, well, maybe it could go wrong or maybe it will do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the little voice that all of us have and it sometimes gives you the negative. Don't listen to it. Tell it to keep quiet because I'm going to do this. Wonderful. Or an alignment
2: of uh, what you say, what you think, and what you feel, huh? Yes. thats That's the successful, yes. yeah. um, that's yeah. probably the keep ultimate focused,
1: Keep focused on that inner you. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Woo! Yeah. Third yeah.
2: question of the Proust questionnaire. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Oh. That's interesting. I really yeah, want to hear that is. from you.
1: The greatest achievement. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Okay,
2: okay, <laughs> okay. I'll give you that, I'll give you that. Well,
1: we're so blessed by life, you know. Yeah, uh, my greatest achievement. I have a wonderful daughter. Okay, that's beautiful. Yeah, I have a wonderful daughter, who has just uh, adopted a, a, a little boy. So now that's uh, that's I didn't expect that in. Wow, that's wonderful. I yeah, mean, that's like, really good. That's amazing. Um, yeah, no achievement is doing something all my life that I truly, truly believe in, and I love telling stories and I love emotional feelings um, about people. And I think there's so many stories to be told, and I'm one of the lucky ones to be in this business.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a
1: big achievement, to stay here. It it's can be a tough business, mm-hmm. but I would never leave it. Wonderful. But that's an important one.
2: Haha, <laughs> That's great right there.
1: Woo! We're going to go to the fourth question on the Proust uh, questionnaire. Four, okay.
2: And we're going to, what is your marked
1: characteristic? My marked? Yeah. Um, not very passionate. About what I do? No, no, <laughs> no, no. no, no. <laughs> My um, mark. I. Marked? I th- oh, 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 A little bit of a slide right there. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking. Um, t- trying to do what I know is correct and be aesthetically, uh, not aesthetically. Don't. Double down wrong. Don't do mm-hmm. the r- Don't do it for something else do it for the truth and don't do it for just money um, And be truth to yourself be very truthful about what you're doing because you know what that will stay around you all your life When you do it for some other reason
2: mm-hmm I can I
1: can smell some integrity in here. That's wonderful Oh, that right damn yeah. word integrity. integrity Yeah, that uh, yeah it gets in the way sometimes, but I uh, believe me it's an important thing is to keep your integrity Oh, yeah. Pay your crew before you pay you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, integrity, that's the key of it's so a, many others. It is other the key. It's the key to your, to your existence. Um, and and I so easily can be pulled the other way, and I've seen it p- go the other way for people. And the point is that you, you have to live with that. Don't live with that. Mm. Just keep your integrity and try and keep truthful. Love it. Woo! Okay. All
2: right. Let's dive into the fifth question of the Proust questionnaire before yeah. we wrap this whole burrito up. Yeah. And the question is, what is your idea of perfect happiness?
1: Oh. Hey. Dogs, puppies, <laughs> kids. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Hiking. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's awesome. I'm being, right on, I'm being on a film set. Okay, that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow,
2: wonderful. These are great words. This is gold from uh, Roy Hader. Uh, now, before we we actually fade the, fade out and uh, uh, wish a beautiful week to everybody, um, what is your piece of advice to the filmmakers out there right now?
1: Hmm. Stay stay true to yourselves. Um, learn about that camera a lot as a filmmaker. Uh, that camera is your dictionary, and it changes the different tones that you're trying to say with people. You've got actors in front of you working. What lens you put on and how you use the camera actually accentuates what you're trying to say. So don't use, don't use it incorrectly. Learn as much as you can about that camera and the lenses. It is your tool to saying what you want to say. Awesome,
2: that's Roy really Hater right there for us here on Roomtone, on one point nine FM CITR. Enjoy Pavarotti, nessun dorma. Ciao ciao, see you next Monday. Ciao ciao.